Wake the fuck up, Southern California. Have you heard of Nancy? She's here to executively direct the shit out of your tiny mortal minds. She's Matt's mom and she doesn't take kindly to inequality. So keep your racist ass inside when Nancy's running the streets. BJ, BJ, uh, there, it was supposed to be clean, no no cursing in, in, in this ad. Oh, fuck. Uh, put it out anyway. Paid for by Nancy. town for easter so uh he's gonna see them before you know this crazy weekend for us happens and then easter obviously on sunday um but today we're doing something that we've been saying that we would do for literally 100 episodes now the final fantasy 7 remake retrospective episode extravaganza basically we're gonna talk all sorts of love shit uh, anything we can pretty much just talk about FF7. And I, I want to formulate this that it's not just for remake, the compilation as a whole. Because yeah. you have also dived down some rabbit holes recently that are not as good. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, I think we, we just kind of we need to, you know? Yeah, I, I can say now that I've experienced all of Final Fantasy VII in some way as it exists currently. Um, and I hadn't played Intermission before this last replay, so we'll get to talk about that. We're gonna uh, talk about the future as well, and then, yeah. and then you Theories. know, maybe at the end we'll talk about just in general like game Squ- theory. square as well, just because yeah, this is what we started this podcast for was just like, and that's how our friendship like stayed as it has been over the years was like both of our love for Kingdom Hearts and like less so Final Fantasy, but like yeah, Kingdom Hearts was like the th- the thread, and then Final Fantasy just kind of trickled in. So yeah, I mean, inevitably, it has to. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, anything else you've been playing you want to bring up? Not really. I mean, it's I got a Steam Deck today, so that we we were supposed to record earlier, but I got the notification he, that was like, "Hey, by the way, it's at your house." I was like, well, "DJ, we gotta go." Yeah, we went to Leaper's Fork just to pick that up, and then he immediately sat down and bought all the Pixel remasters. I spent eighty dollars on Final Fantasy one through six. Jesus so, Christ! Hey, I'm I'm on, fine with it on seven gigabytes of data. <laughs> Uh, ga- like a, it's like 1.2 gigs each. But hey, if you tried to buy one of those on the NES, that's probably what it, it would be. Yeah, it'd be 80 bucks each, and it would look way shittier and not have the well, same. Some would argue, I don't, yeah, fuck some that. Some can suck my cock. It didn't look this good until the SNES. I'll be real with you. Uh, the even though, so my favorite, just I guess for for we can start here, but like my favorite Final Fantasy is four. Like I love Crisis Core, but I think over the years my love for that game not hasn't waned, but I think my love for four has just risen. Yeah. And uh, four, the best way to play that game is the PSP. It has the best remake. The, the PSP best everything. is the Final Fantasy hub for me. It had the best ones. Yeah. Also, I didn't know this, but apparently three's PSP, which is Japan only, has an English sub option. Oh, shit. So I was like, damn, I'm going to have to get that, too, now. Play that on your Steam Deck, buddy. I can't even play that on my Steam Deck. Actually, well, 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 it is. No, because the three, the, the PSP version for 3 is just the 3D remake. Hmm. They were just put on the PSP. But the, the Pixel remasters are obviously the Pixel remasters. I don't know if 3 has its 3D remake. I know 4 does. 
I don't know, but what I'm saying is you can just emulate PSP super easily. Oh, right. There. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, mainly just I got a Steam Deck and I got all the Final Fantasy games. So, that's mainly it. I've been really itching to get into Dragon Age again. And we're going to see if they work on my Steam Deck. If not, I'll play them on console. But We can get them to work somehow. Yeah. I uh, played God of War mostly in anticipation for Final Fantasy 16 since the dev team won't shut up about how they love God of War. Yeah. And uh, I'm probably going to do a replay of Devil May Cry 5, probably on the, on the Steam Deck once I once paycheck comes in. Hell yeah, dog. Uh, just to kind of it, also it, get some experience. It's really good on Steam Deck. I'll just let you know now. It runs incredibly. The speakers on that thing, you're really going to get the best out of them playing DMC. So... Yeah. I might, I might actually for for the Steam Deck version, uh, I might try automatic mode, just because I've never played the game with like the auto combo system on. Mm. So that might be a way because they have all the like uh, utilities and, and accessories in sixteen that are gonna have like the accessibility options, which you can equip different ones, and it'll be like, oh, this one auto combos for you, this auto dodges all that shit. So I might try it, see where I go from there, but. I also, after like a week of just playing on Steam Deck, you're gonna turn on your Switch to like finish Live Live or something, and as soon as you hear the speakers on the Switch, you're gonna be like, "Ugh, what the fuck is that?" Well, it's a good thing that Live Live's coming to PC, my my dude. Hell yeah, pretty brother. soon. Hell yeah, it is. No, I'll finish. I I'm not the biggest like sound like audiophile. I I, was I put... I'm not either. I don't give a fuck how things sound, but going from like the steam deck to like trying to play Fortnite yeah. on my switch i'm like is it broken yeah i i mean to be fair i will uh you don't lance out or yeah i tried to get him in earlier and he was like no fuck you yeah now he's in front of the screen um but uh i think for me because i'll i'll still dock my my uh like switch to play like live level on the tv or just use earbuds because i have some for the switch so I think I think I'll be fine, but yeah, I already I, I like looking at the Steam Deck and seeing what it can do. I'm like, damn, this is gonna this is gonna become like a thing for me. Yeah, it's it's so fucking incredible. Speaking yeah. speaking of Steam Deck, obviously that's all I play on now. Uh, recently, I've been playing. Well, obviously, I replayed FF Seven uh, remake on there and Integrate. That was the first time I played that. Um, and then I've been falling asleep to near lore videos. So I was like, let me give uh, uh, Replicant another try because I never beat it on the PS4. Um, and I've, I've been loving it. Like, it runs really well on there. Uh, I just wish that they would do the same thing for Gestalt. But I know they probably won't. Gestalt's the, the Xbox 360 version, That's right? the one that we got that's just called Nier. That was technically... It was near, but the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Quote, Aren't, unquote. I don't understand how that family's supposed to work when they're thousands of years apart. Well, also, isn't it supposed to be, like, are, are they both canon? Like, both stories? Or is it... I, th- I think... Is Replicant I think they technically are. the canon one? Because and... I think Gestalt is before Replicant, if I'm not mistaken. Because Gestalts are the souls... Of the people, and the replicants are the bodies that the souls are supposed to go back into, mm. and then shades are gestalts after being separated, and then yeah, I think gestalt is before project gestalt, and then replicant is like thousands of years after project gestalt. It's fucking near lord, bro, Yoko Taro, dude. So I thought about this the other day. 
They gave Yoshi P and his team a mainline Final Fantasy. Could you see a, a day that we get a mainline Yoko Taro Final Fantasy? If Yoko Taro writes Final Fantasy, it's going to be like... I don't know if they'd even be it's gonna willing to delete your that. save data for 16 cause because like, <laughs> like looking back, you know, uh, Xenogears was going to be Final Fantasy 7 and then they were like, no, that's too dark. Well, I say that because uh, 16 is rated M and they're going full on like with a lot of the shit like they're not going to censor too much. That's true. But I that's that's just the vibe that I get. I think he would make it way too dark mm-hmm. and then they'd be like, uh, nope, this is going to be a near game. I wonder because. They had to censor some stuff in 7 Remake that was in the original was, like, very apparent. Uh, obviously, the blood trail, but, like, there's there's some, like, sin- there's, like, some hints at, like, prostitution and, like, so much shit that, like, they very much hinted at in 7. I mean, that in Remake is hinted at, but it's, like, it's they never say anything. You know what I mean? I mean, it's pretty heavy-handed, hand, well, it, ironically. Well, like, for Don Cornero specifically, but, like... I'm talking Madame M, dog. Oh, right. She fucking... You can't tell me she didn't beat Cloud's meat. She she beat his beater of the Fu- meat. No. <laughs> Nuh-uh. She fu- There's that one part where it cuts oh, yeah. away, and you can only see over her shoulder, and she's like churning butter, dog. <laughs> okay, tell me this, though. You always go for the premium massage. Absolutely. Yeah. Any, hey, anyone- as long as it's the first playthrough on the profile, I'm going premium massage yeah. all the way. Mm-hmm. But for, like, chapter select, I'll do the others just to make sure that I've done them. But, yeah. I remember the first time I played it, I ran around town trying to kill enemies and collect items just to get that thousand gil, to get that good jerk. <laughs> to get the good jerk. But, yeah. Um, Nier is good, and I wish they would come out with a new game. I, I wonder, because he's obviously working on the, the the mobile game, but I think he's been working on... He worked well, on he, Replicant. He made those three fucking card games within the last year, mm. and they're all out. <laughs> I wonder if he just is... Yoko Taro just kind of gets to do what he wants at Square. Because most of his stuff... After Automata, I don't think they're like, you need to do this. I think he's like, I'm going to do this, and you guys are going to pay for it. I wonder, though, his card games probably sold, like, hella good in Japan, specifically. Because I feel like a lot of those indie, like, niche titles like that would probably sell really well there. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, even, like, Nier Automata is still kind of niche. You know what I mean? Like, Replicant especially. Replicant is more niche than Automata, for like, sure. Automata definitely gets a lot of the, like, it's got the Game of the Year edition, Become as God's edition. Like, it, it, it had all the praise. The, the real one started with Automata and then bought Replicant. And then played it like no the real ones the played real the 360 one. version was like what the fuck is this didn't play shit for years and then automata came out and went huh i remember playing that 360 game real ones played drake and guard <laughs> even though they fucking suck well apparently dragon guard 3 is like the good one yeah but i mean the the reason i say they suck is because they're not optimized well for the consoles they're on aren't they on th- i remember dragon guard 3 specifically because i when i worked at gamestop it was in stock yep with that ps3 the uh, header but it was the blue border instead of the regular black one yeah and it, i think it was one of those it was like we were in the process of switching to ps4 but this was still just a ps3 game yeah i remember we had dead souls too when i was still there but um yeah enough about near <laughs> we, we can make an own podcast about near yeah stay tuned for the near episode and another 100 but, yeah i'll uh, probably play the, the two near games and be like oh fuck yeah but uh yeah, so how do we want to do this? Do we want a retrospective like our FF7 in Let, general? Or let's like, talk about um, 
yeah, our history with FF7, and then go from there. Okay. Like, transform from that to when to the remake, yeah. remake came out. So I played a game called Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah. that's that's yeah. what it started for both of us. I feel like a lot of people did because the Sephiroth people boss fight. Age, Devony didn't know who uh, Sephiroth and Cloud were. Yeah, and um, I remember when this is jumping ahead a bit, but when remake came out, she looked at the box and she was like, "Oh, Sephiroth's in it." And I looked at her and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and then she was like, it's the guy from Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's the guy from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> she was like, no, he's the boss from the Olympus Coliseum. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, to be fair, the reason they're in there is because Nomura created them. So he gets like full reign to use whatever character I think he wants. As long as he had a hand in their creation. Yeah, which is why Squall is in Kingdom Hearts despite not being despite being FF8 because he probably went looked at all those characters and went, I only like Squall. Yeah. I really only like him. Which fair? No, actually, he also used the uh, fuck the 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 Twilight Town gang who hates Roxas and his boys. They're from FF8 as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and then and then Vivi's from Nine, but everybody loves Vivi. Vivi's so. from Nine. Everybody loves a black mage, especially me, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, Setzer. Then we got... Cla- Setzer's uh, from, like, four, though. Setzer, or the the one who you beat in, uh... In the struggle battle. No, I think Setz- Setzer is ten. No, Setzer's not ten. He's not four. He's he's earlier than... He's maybe six. I think he's six. It, probably it, right. I'm gonna it was, like, up. the one if character... If it's four, I'm gonna be so shocked. It was, like, I'm the like... one character that Nomura designed for an earlier game. I think it's six. I'm gonna look this bitch up. What I meant to say was Cipher. Cipher is the the main. You're right. Antagonist. Six, six, vi. Okay. Six. I thought. Yeah, so. Setzer's from six. Okay, I was about to say because I know Cipher, Fu, and uh, 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 the other one. Fujin and Raijin. Yeah, they're from eight. Yeah, and they're much cooler in eight. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently, uh, our boy Raijin just doesn't hit girls. That's his big thing. That I was like, oh damn, okay. King. Fun fact: Him and Rude would get along. Him and Kiryu would get along. <laughs> Yeah, Kiryu and Rude, they'd get along great. I'd like, I'd like to they'd see be, that They'd combo. be phenomenal. Kiryu friends. and Rude and Majima and uh, Reno. Well, no, no, no. Rude hits girls. He just doesn't hit Tifa. He's very. That's he, true. I didn't know this until playing remake that like even in the original he just doesn't attack Tifa, and this one he aggressively will not attack Tifa. Yeah, he because he, he he thinks she's cute. Yeah, and I'm like, you know he's what? Right. I, he's correct. Rude is based as fuck and act objectively correct in his assumption. But yeah, I, I mean that's for our generation at least that started with Kingdom Hearts. I think that's why we're all so enthralled by Final Fantasy VII at these at this point. Because at I, least most of us, I feel like for a lot of us there was no way to play it either, right? So yeah, like I mean I, we we all had PS2s. That was a which given. We could have, I guess, put the disc in, but like. Yeah, but most you're of us going to go to a store and see a copy of Final Fantasy VII on the shelves. And even if we part. were, I don't think I. I was definitely I didn't know about backwards compatibility until I got a GameCube or no a Wii. I sure as fuck didn't until Wii. Yeah, and then the fact that they're like, yeah, GameCube games work. I was like, fuck, holy shit, yeah. that was mind blowing. But yeah, I mean, I I can safely say this because of Kingdom Hearts, my first Final Fantasy game ever was Seven uh, Crisis Core. That was the first Final Fantasy game I played because I went in a very different direction than you did from there. Um, I I played Birth by Sleep on the PSP because I, I was 
I my Kingdom Hearts knowledge is so fucking weird because I was a Kingdom Hearts fan by osmosis without playing a single game until they released 358 on the DS because I had a DS. We went off on that. That was the original Final Fantasy VII remake. That game. I still love that game. It's but my favorite the, of the of the of those games because of the story. The game itself is very like okay. It's a DS game, so there's a lot of touchscreen bullshit. Hey, a lot of things. The, the gameplay in that one fucking slaps compared to like three five eight and like coded though. Yeah, but then uh, I got Birth by Sleep because I I was like yo I want this new King, this this Kingdom Hearts game looks like the the PS two one like it looks great. I want this. I remember also, it was a very small thing for me, but the fact that in Olympus Coliseum, you could go behind the pillar in Birth by Sleep, yeah, that's, but that's not in 358 was like, huge, this is next gen, brother. Huge shit. Um, and so that was my big thing. So Birth by, I'm playing Birth by Sleep, and there's this guy named Zach, and I'm like, oh, he's cool. And again, this is before I knew that like Final Fantasy was like really a thing. Yeah. And so I look up Zach Fair, because I'm like, oh, can I get him as like a party member? I was like, I forget what I was like looking him up for. And said, so Zach Fair is from crisis core and i was like what the fuck see i found that out organically after playing crisis core mm. i played crisis core and then i get to olympus coliseum and i'm like there's no final fantasy in this one and then zach shows up and i'm like oh my god it's the one i played <laughs> no so i mine was the opposite so i was like because i i didn't even know Zach uh cloud and sephiroth are from a final fantasy game until later well that's that's what i was gonna say like the the mystery behind cloud and sephiroth and kingdom hearts one is what I think drove our generation to be into Seven. Because Cloud shows up, he's shrouded in mystery, he's wearing Vincent's clothes, which look fucking way sicker on Cloud. Let's be honest. Bro, his buster sword with all the fucking tape on it and shit? Yeah, he saw blood on the sword and had to tape it up because he thought it was bleeding. But, <laughs> like, the mystery behind what the fuck happened to this guy to turn him into what he is, I think drove me to be interested in Seven at all. So when Crisis Core was popping, I was like, oh, that's the one Cloud's from. Let me play that. Because I thought it was a remake of the mm-hmm. like story of Seven. I had no idea that it was a prequel until many years later. <laughs> I I mean, I I remember getting it. And I had, again, no knowledge of what the fuck this series was. I saw Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII. So in my head, seeing that, I'm like, this is the seventh game in the series. And they all just have weird titles. I play it. And I'm thinking like, oh, whatever, I'll just play it. If I don't understand something, I'll, I'll sell it. But this game does a good job. You get in, you know who these characters are. Then it gets weird. Yeah. But then the Nibel- but you can still play it independently from yeah. 7, which is a huge thing. But then the Nibelheim incident happens. And that shit was like edge of my seat. Holy fuck. And then again, I remember seeing Sephiroth and going, oh, it's the guy from Kingdom Hearts. Whoa, okay, he's from here. And then when the, the theme started again and I had to fight him, I was like, oh, no. Way easier there than he is in Kingdom Hearts. But I was still just like, holy shit. I'm fighting Sephiroth. And then, like, seeing the whole thing. And then the ending to Crisis Core. Yeah. Still hits me. Yeah, that shit is... That hit me more because I didn't know. And that was the first game where, like, really, a protagonist was like, nah, he's not making it. I mean, when you think about it, we were born in the perfect time to play 7 because we had Crisis Core on something that we could play it on. Yep. And then later on, we got into 7 and then Remake. So, like... So, I I was perfect, though. So, again, before I even played 7, I went to a friend's house and we were just going trying to find a movie to watch and I saw... A Final Fantasy logo. I was like, there ain't no, what the fuck? And I pulled it out and it said, Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children. And on the cover is Cloud on his bike and Sephiroth's face looking all menacing. And I'm like, 
what the fuck is this? I actually have a story about uh, organically running into that movie. See, you have organic stuff. Mine just shows up and I go, ooh, and pick it up. Well, like, I I remember, because after Kingdom Hearts, my first thought was I need to play Final Fantasy so I can get these characters. And I go to the, the fucking GameStop. And I I went up to the counter and I was like, I have a Game Boy. Do you have any Final Fantasy? And they were like, we got one and two. And I was hey, like... Donna Souls is apparently pretty good, though. I was like, let's fucking go. I can play from the beginning. So I get into it. I play through, like, the whole first bit of one before the continent open up opens up to you. I'm like, where the fuck is Cloud? When does he come in? <laughs> and I, I didn't even realize that it was a completely different world, let alone, you know... Maybe canon even. But, um, yeah, I started with one and two. I played the shit out of those as a kid, dude. How did, I, I do have to ask, how do you like two's, like, level system versus, like, because it's the weird one. It's the odd man out when it comes to its ability learning and stuff. I like it. Um, I think I just liked one more because it felt more traditional to me. Like, I, I think at that point I had already played Dragon Quest. So it felt more like that, more familiar. I mean, Final Fantasy was just like Dragon Quest and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Like mixed. I mean, honestly, there are, looking at it now, you can see a lot of spells from D&D in uh, Final Fantasy. But yeah, um, back to the, the movie. Yeah. I I used to go to this like, it, it's like a mom and pop uh, video rental store in um, Franklin, across from the Kroger that my dad worked at. Uh, so over there we're like not there anymore not no this thing has been gone for like 20 years fair but um I used to go over there with him all the time like my mom would drop me off while my dad was like getting off work so I could like hang out with him or something and he'd be like oh let's go check out the video store see what we can find and um we went over there and none of the movies had covers which is a weird thing for a video store they just had like printed out names it was almost like GameStop cover art now but um, they would just print the name of the movie, and then they would slap it in a DVD case, and that's what you would rent. They wouldn't even give you the original case after that. So the 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 one that they had just said Final Fantasy on it, and it was a catch twenty two. <laughs> you could either gotten Spirits Within or Advent Children because I rented it multiple times. Which I and- I, I want to say, I I've come around on Spirits Within over the years because. I mean, it's good, but it's not Final Fantasy. Well, and so that's the thing, though. I, I disagree in that, arguably, especially in recent years, it was ahead of its time in what Final Fantasy was. Because at the time when it came out, it was not Final Fantasy. But if you're talking about Final Fantasy with games like Stranger of Paradise, 13, and like all these, like, I mean, it that fits that, more now into what a Final Fantasy could be. That movie is definitely like the proto-lightning. Because when that when that came out, they were like, "We well, want to make this main character a digital she, actress uh, that people can like rent." The the act like the digital actress like they named her after Sakaguchi's mom. Like mm-hmm. uh, that was the Aerith and her were like the two uh, characters where he was like invested in making because he was like it was a dedication to his mother. And I was like, "Hey, good on him," because like he nailed it with Aerith. And I th- I just think Spirits Within is great. I actually do. And then you've I got- appreciate it a lot more now because when I was a kid, I was like. Where the fuck is Cloud again? Did you did you ever play Life is Strange? No. Okay, so there's a point in Life is Strange, which, by the way, published by Square Enix, where one of the characters talks about Final Fantasy The Spirits Within and how it's such a great movie and how, like, oh, it, it 
bumped the meeting for 3D cinematics. And, it's, and I saw the meme of Obama giving Obama the Obama medal. medal. <laughs> and it's like Square Enix, the Square Enix about Spears of the Inn. Honestly, yeah. Square Enix does that shit a lot. They do. But, but um, we love them for it. But yeah, that movie, I, I've never understood the hate for it. Like, I guess... For Spirits or Advent? Advent. I understand the hate when you, like... In the context of OG7, even Crisis Core is weird. Like, they're all... The compilation is not... It's 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 Square Enix, not Square Soft. Like, when you go and look at, like... Because I've played through all of FF7. And that game is not a compilation title. It is aggressively a Final Fantasy title of its time. And it's way different than what than the feeling of Crisis Core, Dur- Dirge especially, and Avengers. Dirge Children. is a standout. In any, Dirge is the worst. Is one of the worst games I've played. I, I can't. We're gonna get to that pretty soon. Yeah, but but Advent Children. I I love Advent Children, but I think it's because I didn't have any context for what Seven was. Yeah, and I and think that's that's a lot of like people that played Seven when it came out. That's their biggest problem with you know everything coming out now like remake they all hate cloud because he's not what he was in seven yeah and i don't know if that's completely accurate it it is pretty accurate because like again playing seven the cloud that we know is from kingdom hearts the cloud that they put in the reason he acts that way in kingdom hearts because that's what they thought people wanted cloud to act like because they're like oh he's the emotional uh, emotionless soldier despite you know him having probably some of the best one liners in 7 he's quippy he's a dork in 7 like the thing with cloud is he is aggressively trying to be what he's not yeah and, and that's and remake, remake does nails that, that super fucking well remake like anybody anyone i know who played OG7 who isn't a who's not a total dork who hates the fucking you know meta shit which i understand that's hard to swallow but like people who just like what they remade they're like they nailed these characters yeah Unlike Crisis Core and Avent Children and Dirge, where it's like these characters do not feel like what Seven felt like, and I, 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 I want to like agree, but I also think that some of that is how the individual player reads for Cloud in their head. So I, I think it's a little bit of both. But well, for me, it, it makes sense how Cloud acts in Avent Children because, I mean, shit, what happened in Seven is traumatizing as fuck, and then you find out that he probably he would blame himself for Aerith and yeah. for what went wrong. And so, he probably would think of Geostigma as his his re- like way of repenting. He's like, I'm going to just have to deal with this. I should probably say this now, but I, I played through all of Crisis Core, watched all of Advent Children. I only played in Original 7 up until you leave Midgar. That was it. And I, I kind of feel like that's perfect. <laughs> At least for remake purposes. Well, so this is why I liked playing all the way through 7. I mean, you know the general points of 7. I mean, everybody knows the general points. Like, yeah. It's, you know, Cloud... Like, a lot... I think a lot of things that you won't necessarily know is, like, where Rufus shows up again. Because I will say this. Original 7, all the stuff that's so great about Midgar is all forgotten for the rest of the game because it becomes the we have to get Sephiroth. Yeah. The Turks kind of get sidelined. Rufus gets sidelined. And granted, they, they do... They're not forgotten. Like, you have a boss fight with Scarlet later. Like, that's the infamous that's slap true. fight with Tifa and Scarlet. That I'm hoping, what they do in Remake, is she's in her fucking mech suit that Tifa beats the shit out of, and it just becomes... Tifa is so tired, Scarlet's tired, and they just, like, tiredly just try to beat the shit out of like each other. Like the two Pikachus in the first Pokemon yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. But like, I want the slap fight to make sense where it's like, the reason they're slapping each other is because they are literally so tired 
so worn out. This is all they can do. Yeah. And, it, and it makes sense for the characters. Because uh, Tief, I, I don't know, I, I think it's funny. But, like, there's also moments like the entire reunion thing with the fucking creepy dudes in cloaks. That is a major point in 7. Uh, the Knights of the Round are a huge thing in 7. The fucking weapons, which you probably don't know much about. Like, it's those things that I, I think... I want to know how Remake handles those. Because that's why I want you to play 7. Is those moments are so interesting and so cool that I think the slight chance they don't do them, you're going to miss out. Well, the at least for the first part of Remake, mm-hmm. it was perfect for what I did. Yeah. Because I played everything that's in that, and I know like as soon as the bombing mission's over, Sephiroth shows up, I'm like, you're not supposed to be here. What the fuck is happening? You know, I still got that, like reaction Hmm. and that was pretty perfect the thing that made us better though is that both of us had the same reactions when zach showed back up we're like oh "Oh my gosh yeah i was creaming my fucking pants the first time i saw that i started like immediately just crying well because i'm like you're gonna make me relive this again in hd i didn't even notice the stamp thing because my eyes were so full of tears (laughs) the first time i was like (gasps) (laughs) holy shit Bro, and then when he goes, that was all of them. I'm like, yeah, he fucking what? He finished the fucking fight. I was like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, I was losing my mind. And that's why when they announced they were doing reunion, I was like, it's gonna, it's gonna fucking end that way, dude. Sadly, no. I will say, ironically, reu- the fact that re- Crisis Core gets a more faithful remake than Seven is hilarious to me. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's aggressively faithful to the point where they even removed any mention of stamp because they didn't want to give anyone any indication of well, it, is this going to be here? Is this? There's like it's just Crisis Core. Just play Crisis Core. We need you to understand Zach's story for Rebirth to make sense, yeah. which is what I think is they're gonna have a huge like. They wanted you to know who the fuck Genesis was. That's all I'm saying. The Rebirth is in red, dude. We're. But yeah. That's, anyway, that's sorry. Our, uh, that's a brief history of us with. FF7. And then we, we can add more, like, obviously, Dissidia became huge for both oh, of us. Oh, yeah. Dissidia uh, was huge. I remember when we, O12 came out, and, like, that was when I was, like, aggressively trying to get. And my dad actually said no at first because he saw a picture of Cloud of Darkness. And he's like, I don't want you, this, Luke. And I'm like, look, I don't even use that character. She's barely in the game. Like, just, like, come on, dad, please. Like, um, and then finally I got it at some point, And that was the one that me and you, like, that's the only time I've ever used, like, PSP multiplayer. Yeah. And we did that shit a lot. But there was a church retreat. I remember because I had Zidane leveled up so high that he was my we, only character I could we, use. We fucking both did. Yeah. It, there was multiple just Zidane battles. Because <laughs> that was the character that was like arguably the most fun to use. I we finally... Never touched the goddamn ground. It was... No! All, it w- we would just stay in the air and then we would each dodge, dodge, dodge. <laughs> You know, finally somebody gets a hit in. We'd immediately zoom back at each other and do the same shit again. Honestly, dude, the city was so fucking good. Yeah, I I need to re-download that on Steam Deck. If only if only NT wasn't as bad as it was. Yeah, I, I I mean shit. You can do so much shit to the PSP version nowadays. You can make it better than NT. I'm sure, guaranteed. But yeah, um, that was huge for us as well. And then you know, 2020. I mean, was there, it 2020? Yeah, that was when Remake came out. Because there was a long time where, like, you and me were, like, friends. But, like, it was occasional texts, occasional Facebook messages, maybe. But, like, we, we definitely had grown apart. Just because, like, 
I moved uh, to Memphis for two years, and I didn't see like anybody I, from the first time that I saw you. I think you came into GameStop while I was working, and I was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Yeah, and then like, I convinced you to buy Xenoblade Two, which <laughs> I don't regret it. I know I make that joke. I do like Xenoblade Two, but we'll we'll have we'll have our Xenoblade podcast one day when I fucking finish three. Yeah, we will. Um, but that'll be a fun one. Hell yeah! Especially with this fucking Alvis DLC that I'm like actually very interested to see where that goes. Dude, I'm on a Pepe Sylvia <laughs> thing with that right now, and I I try to talk to other people about it and nobody fucking gets it, and I hate that because because well, nobody like, fucking played one. Uh, yeah, like, that's I know. the problem is that like even though it came out on the Switch, everybody who's a Xenoblade fan nowadays played two than three, and they're like, well, I might go back to one, or they just never finished it. Well, like even so, no one gets the fucking Alvis. Like everybody freaks out over. Rex is older now, and I see nobody go, Alvis? Yeah, the most fucking important character in the universe right now. Like, nobody nobody gets it. Even the Nintendo fanboys. I'll try to, like, that guy Connell that I talk about all the time. He's the biggest Breath of the Wild head ever. And I'm always like, yeah, you can thank Monolith for how good that game is. You wouldn't have that map without them. And then he's like, yeah. And then I can tell that he's just never touched Xenoblade, and it pisses me the fuck off. Well, I... Xenoblade is aggressively like JRPG, whereas like even other JRPGs on the Switch are not as aggressive. Like the only yeah, one, yeah, I mean definitely the, the only JRPG that is more Japanese than Xenoblade is Persona, yeah. and that's just takes place in Japan. Yeah. Like you can't get more Japanese than that. But like I think it doesn't help that Xen. I feel like Xenoblade Two especially like soured some people on it because of how which that game has. I mean, its two problems. compared to one is definitely a very different vibe but that's why i think i played it in the exact right order <laughs> two one and three yep well like for me it was like one was the first one i played because i wanted again final fantasy games but i had a wii i couldn't no and there was no final fantasy in there but xenoblade existed yeah and, and it was i was made like, by a bunch of final fantasy veterans that wanted to make the best jrpg they could ever make and honestly for the longest time they fucking did that xenoblade one granted looking back on it it's not that good on the wii but not on the wii but this fucking the updated the one on the version? switch version stellar Barely changed the the gameplay at all, but with the new graphics, still top fucking dog. So yeah, no, I it, yeah, I I I think it's just the problem with that, and I'm I'm hoping that more people jump in with three like than they did before because this DLC, I'm actually that's what's gonna get me to play three is that, I'm, like, I'm gonna see one that TikTok DLC clip. is so fucking lore important to us. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see one TikTok clip and I'm be like fuck I gotta play three and just like beeline it because yep. like. I just need to know. I need... And I, I honestly... This is going to be... The, I don't know if... We're going to get into Xenoblade territory. We need to get back to Final Fantasy VII, but... I think Pyre and Mithra are dead. I mean, yeah. And and because he's using both blades immediately, I, I think I think they're There's dead. There's no way Mia would have the blades if they weren't mm-hmm. dead. And I think I think it's Alvis's fault. Yeah. That's my theory. And I think you're going to see the Monado. Like, you're going to see every... I think this DLC takes place before 3... I mean, it's definitely yeah. before three. It's and gotta be like we're, first We're gonna cycle. see what the fuck happened. Maybe to start these cycles and see what happens. And then maybe we'll see if Rex lives, if Shulk lives. Like, maybe this we see how they die, and see he, how it moves on. And even like, if they did die, then it's all good. Because once the universes reseparate, it sets back to the moment before that they mm-hmm. converged. So, I mean, they could do some rough shit with them yeah. and have it not matter. So there's going to be some dark things. I'm in, especially because, like I've said, my biggest problem with Xenoblade 2 is its writing and the way it handles a lot of its writing. You give me the boys who wrote 3 
to give me Rex, Pyra, and Mithra, I'm going to love them way more. Yep. Just because I'm going to get someone who's competently going to write a polyamorous relationship and not a fucking harem anime tropey shit. Yeah. Versus, like, like case in point, Nia in 3 is way more well-written than Nia in 2. Yeah, I agree. But uh, And that's and that's as someone who's only seen clips, and I can already just see the clips going, oh, yeah, way better writing. She's, she's incredible in 3. And, like... It still like gives you fan service for the people that like too, like well, it the, references. The fan service seems tasteful. Yeah, it's it's tasteful fan service. Not like oh, there's a titty. It's like oh, you like, you case, know what happened. Nobody else in this world does except for her. Case in but point, she's basically just every time they 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 do like fan servicey shit. It's tasteful. It's interesting, and I'm like, I I'm I'm, I'm cool with this. Two is like, see how big Mithra's titties are, dude. See how big Pirate is. Like, it's like, damn. Finding Ricky's staff in the dungeon in three was the dopest fan service ever. Hell yeah! And you gotta fight like a level one ten super boss to get at it. <laughs> I'm that. See, that's fan service I like. Yeah. Speaking of fan service I like, back to remake. Fucking Hell House, dog. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay. Let's get into, so yeah, 2020, sorry for the tangent, Xenoblade will get us both talking. I mean, once we're talking about Square RPGs, we got to talk about the history of Square yeah. RPGs. So Chrono Trigger, <laughs> we go all the way back. Where's Chrono Trigger remake? <laughs> Motherfucker, where's Vagrant Story remake? That is a game that has never left the PS1, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. Hey, Xenogears, baby. Hey, I can play that on my Steam get, Deck now. Get Monolith on that shit. Xenogears, but with the engine of, like, Xenoblade 3. Oh. <sighs> That should be fire, dude. Yeah. So, okay. So, 2020 happened. Uh, you know what happened. Pretty much, yeah. So, I, when I was working at GameStop when this game dropped. and I bought it. I want to say on release because I got a deluxe edition. So, I was like, I'm, I'm in. I want this game. Pretty I, much I, everybody that bought it did. Yeah. From what Which, I saw. little side tangent, Square Enix, stellar with their deluxe editions. Yeah. They have done Keep great. giving me both cases. Yeah. Everyone they've done has been, here's the steelbook, here's the standard case. If you want to like put your steelbooks in collectors, whatever, you can just put the case there. Whatever. You want both? Cool. Um, but they put them in these nice boxes. Like, Remake's boxes was nice. And yeah, it's, it's got, and like, it's, a nice matte finish on it's it. It's good on the shelf, everything about it. Like, for a collector's point of view, I, I love these. Um, you got a little cool art book as well, a little soundtrack sampler. I'm like, I like this. For, for what I paid, which is, like, $80, $90. So I'm paying for 16s one as well. I'm like, I'm cool with this. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I bought it. I played it and I loved it. This game was like, I was like, fuck, this is so good. And I don't remember exactly how it happened. I'm not going through three years of text, but I, I can tell you pretty much how it happened. Okay. So yeah, I played I, it. I beat it. And then somehow we'll, we'll have BJ explain the rest. I was working at GameStop. This is the time when GameStop would not open to the public because of COVID. So what you would do if you work there, you would go and you'd sit behind the counter all day until someone called you on the phone and said, hey, I want to buy this. And then you would walk it to the door, push it out onto the corner, and then they would like slide their card under the door for you to pay for it or whatever. Final Fantasy VII came out like the week after that happened. So um, like I go through days and days of nothing going on, and then that game comes out, and then it's just a wave of people coming in, all buying just deluxe editions. And I'm like, damn, I guess people are really into Final Fantasy VII right now. Which, you know, I hadn't played Crisis Core in maybe 10 years at that point. So, you know, I was like, yeah, Crisis Core was fire. But, you know, is it just the same? Is it just, you know, updated graphics? And also, I was also really hyped for Final Fantasy XV. And I was pretty disappointed when that finally dropped. 
I, that I I bought the PS4 edition, which I'm I'm sad that I had to sell that for I, my PS5. But like I had the deluxe PS4 with the the golden 15, the four names, and the little moon. I'm like, oh, this is I sick. had I had I still had it, but the steel book that came with Kingsglaive and everything. I beat that game on version one, mm, and it's, same. it is so bad. The version, version one of that game was not good. Yeah, for that, one, they had so much cut out. That even, like, I think the first update added, like, a little thing to the Kingsglaive movie, like, summary. That you still... Yeah, they did, like, a hypercut. Yeah, which still didn't work. Um, they're, like, I just that in general. Basically, to anyone who, who's thinking of playing 15, you could, now, the way to get it is through Royal Edition or Windows. Those are the two ways. If you buy a disc, you better go buy the Royal Pack. Because, like, that game is not, not good on standard. I think now... With the Royal Edition, it works. Windows Edition especially. It's got all the DLC. You can play them whenever you want. Everything works. But, yeah, like, I think what... So 7 Remake, especially at the time, there wasn't a lot of, like, faith in Square. Oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 was the thing that they made before that. And yeah. And everybody was fucking pissed, me included. You were either pissed or you were like, it was fine. There, no one was saying how great the game the, was. The people that were Kingdom Hearts fans were pissed. Mm. And everybody else was like, it was fine. Yeah, well, and and then we got Remind as a DLC, which did did wonders, I think. But even still, they, I don't like that they had to try to fix their games with DLC, and it's yeah. like, damn, like, it, yeah, because even I, I, I definitely didn't hate three as much as you did, but I was definitely like, why is everything being shotgunned at the end? Like, I wish I mean, this that, spread out more. That's why I hate it. Yeah. I spent the whole game like, where the fuck is Terra? And Terra's in like two minutes of the game. Because the, the game that was supposed to be like the end of the saga had so much to wrap up. And they spent all this time All this time Disney. in fucking Frozen World. They you, let, give me, you give me the entirety of Let It Go and like two minutes of, oh, Terra's got his body back. Yeah. Time to move on to the next boss fight. It's like, fuck you. It, it. It was just, at this point, Faith in Square was not the highest. I think for me, it was all the side games. Like, I think by that point, because 2019, we got Octopath, and I love that game. Octopath is fucking incredible. If you don't play Octopath, then your mom's a hoe. <laughs> Octopath is great. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, stellar. Um, so they, they had some some hits, but like their mainstays. The King, big games. Kingdom Hearts of Final Fantasy, flops. which were the ones that the general public knew were like not doing so hot. And so it's definitely was like, damn, this sucks. But then here comes Seven Remake, and everybody's excited because you know they're banking on nostalgia. It's Final Fantasy. Not VII. me. I, I remember they were. I was like, oh well, it's Final Fantasy Seven, but Kingdom Hearts Three suck balls, so I'm not gonna buy it at all. And then Luke picked it up, and he. I picked it up, played it. Did you text me, or was it like an in-person thing that we I met feel at? like it was whatever whatever it was. I think you texted me because I, then we like set up me borrowing it from that yeah because i remember i remember you came to my house to get it i like it walked like, it up the hill it was like 2 a.m and you were like uh dude you need to play final fantasy 7 and i was at the time you know COVID at gamestop they were cutting hours like a motherfucker i had maybe two days a week yeah so i was like well i don't have anything to do right now i'll gladly play anything you have i don't have any money to buy anything new so he was like fucking come get it right now and, you know, we used to live, like, 10 minutes down the road from one another. Yeah. So that was an easy trip to make at 2 a.m. Yeah, now it'd be a 25-minute drive. Yeah, here shit. and back. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I get over there. You basically, that first time when you gave it to me, you were just like, go and play it. 
And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go check it out. I was even like, don't, don't look up anything. Just boot it up, play it. Yeah. Just play it. Because I knew all the shit, like... The, the ending bullshit, the whispers, everything. I'm like, I'm in, I know. I'm like, BJ, just play the game. Just go. And I get and home. This I, this is like a prelude to our Yakuza conversations. Or like any time one of us plays a game that the other has played, we're like, hey, how's it going? How's, how's the game going? Yeah, this but, is the first like iteration of that. But I get home. I start it up. The bombing mission starts. Cloud jumps off the train. And then it's like that fucking scene in Ratatouille. Where it's like, I remember a young me sitting there with my PSP watching Zach do the same thing. And I'm like, oh, it has to get bad, but I really love this. <laughs> yeah, you're expecting it to get bad. You're like, damn, they st- the beginning's fine, but like, you know, the, the graphics be- look really good, but well, like, I don't want to like it. Is that thing where like the opening to 16 was good because you're like, oh, they're playing Stand By Me. Like these characters are great. I, I kind of like this. Speaking of which, I still listen to that version of Stand By it's Me. It's so good. Predominantly. It's that and, so good. Uh, the instrumental version of Somnus. I let dude. I'll make me cry. I listen to the fucking. I listen to the full version because I just immediately am looking and go back to that versus thirteen trailer of just the fucking like warp striking, like stabbing a dude going down through the. Oh my gosh, we if rip versus. I hope. Uh, fuck it, whatever. I'm not getting into that conversation. Big if, but if I ever get married. I would love for my first dance to be to Somnus. <laughs> Holy fuck. No, I, I said this. My f- I want my first tattoo. I don't know how that's going to work because we have the 100 episode coming up, but I want my first tattoo to be FF15 related. I want to get the fucking Amano artwork. I still want... But that's going to be a nightmare. I still want the like PS1, PS2 design of Efrit, like on the back of my calf. Dude, honestly, that fucking 16 logo of Ifrit and Phoenix going, I looked at that and went, damn. That is pretty fire. That... Hey, they they are both fire. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Uh, so he he starts playing it. Start playing it. You know, I jump off the train. I'm like, all right, that was fucking sick. But don't get your hopes up. And then they're like, all right, kill some Shinra guys. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I'm like, oh my god, this is just like Crisis Core, but way better. Mm-hmm. So I'm just cutting these motherfuckers down. Your attacks feel like they have weight to them. You feel like you're just like fucking guts cutting people in half with this gigantic slab of iron and like it's it's almost indescribable he gets off the train he goes up to the mako reactor he grabs the buster sword and like adjusts it on his back i'm like oh that's the fucking cover art dude and then by the time i finally got to sector seven i was like i'm all in i to me i'm doing everything in this game to me when i when i saw their characterization of tifa i was like i'm in this shit i'm all all in because at first i'm like this is great i love this i saw tifa marlene being adorable marlene was so fucking cute and and then barrett like barrett not being just a mr t kind of just like caricature this is, this might be an unpopular opinion but because of this game barrett is like my favorite character <laughs> it's so good and i love i love the characterizations for every one of these but like barrett being again an eco-terrorist but like that's that his his monologue after the bombing and Jesse Biggs and Wags is like, oh my gosh, are we doing the right thing? He's like, I'll shoulder that guilt. I've got that. You you all lean on me. Yeah. I will lead you right. And I'm like, damn. He's a fucking hero and a leader and a father. And god damn what a man. That after the after the, the plate fall, his voice work was stellar. Cause he's he he's a broken father. Like he, it's just he's like, like everything. punching just this concrete, trying to get to his daughter. That hurt so bad the first time I played. 
that was like it was all really really emotional the first time but the second time a lot of it really held up for me i mm-hmm. teared up several times on this playthrough i but, think uh, yeah but so you you play the game and then you beat the game so you go through the whole thing you're seeing all this cool stuff what were your what were your experiences now with like again those moments where you're like that's not how that's supposed to work like the the moments where you're like oh this is new i mean I mean, like, obviously... All when the- I was playing it originally, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? What's happening? I don't know any of this shit. And then, you know, Aerith shows up on the street, and you see the cloaked figures for the first time. And I'm like, what are those guys? Are they just, like... Is this, like, some sort of weird Kingdom Hearts tie-in? Are they mm. heartless? And then, you know, they get to the end, and Aerith is like, we need to defy fate. And then it all kind of clicked for me, like, oh, shit, they're undoing the storyline." Because at that point, I had the knowledge that the good ending of Final Fantasy VII meant the extinction of humanity, and the only one left is, like, Red Thirteen, who was also a, a badass character. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out Max Middle- Middleman. I can't wait to play as him in the new one. So, I, that was the thing. We're, we'll talk to that when we get to the Rebirth, but I have some theories on that. But finishing the game, like, rolling credits, seeing all the cutscenes, like, you're, you're finally done. I was, I was crying forever because i saw zach and he fucking lived yeah and then i was like and that's it you're not gonna give me anything for possibly 10 years which was the square enix development cycle at that time yeah for real i was like so emotional and pissed because i wouldn't be able to see the resolution of that forever and then me and you i texted you that i was finished with it and then we were like uh, we were just texting rapid fire. And then it, at some point it was like, bro, get on a Skype call or some call. Like, I forget what it was at the time, but we were like, get on here. It, it was definitely Skype because I don't think we were like into discord mm-hmm. yet. And then we talked on Skype for like two hours. It was like two or 3 AM before we finally said we have to go to bed. Yeah. But there was like a point where we we're both just like, holy fuck this game. But we did that for like three nights in a row mm-hmm. of just, theorizing and talking about how fucking good that game is. I, I, I remember every time I watched like a new like Maximilian dude video, you would send I it to me it and I, I was like, I was like, Dog, watch it on listen. the Skype call. Yeah. I was like, listen to this. The and one that, the one that really like blew my fucking mind was the, uh, the three spirits that you fight on the yeah, Harbinger. Cause and I was like, like Oh my God, like, that is the advent children. Well, guys. Like everybody were like, Oh, gun sword fist, cloud teeth apparent. Got it. And then all it took was one guy goes, hold on though. Those are bow guns. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. That's one fist, not two. That's a small, dinky little sword, not a one-hander. Yeah, it's a one-handed sword, and it's like it's it's like you know a, the gun isn't like a it's like two guns, and you're like that's not that's not how Tifa Cloud Baron fight. Yep. You know who fights like that? Them bitches from Advent Children. You know what they turn into? Bahamut. You know what they summon in Advent Children? <laughs> Fucking, Fucking Bahamut. Bahamut. And you're like. Whoa! And I I totally forgot until the second playthrough that they formed into Bahamut at the end, and I was like, oh my god, that theory is what. Like- what hits you even more is when you realize because I don't remember who told me or where I figured it out, but when I heard the words Sephiroth is from Advent Children, the whole game was a new thing for me. I was like, ain't no fucking way. Yeah, and I I really carried that with me through the second playthrough, and I was like, that's a hundred percent correct. He knows. Uh, he knows everything, and I think Tifa—not Tifa, but Aerith, Aerith knows oh, everything I, as well. I think she she knows. So, like when you first meet her, she has no fucking clue. I think it's throughout the game. Sephiroth isn't in his body, and Aerith is. So Aerith, her like her memories of 
I'm gonna fucking die. All this shit is getting mixed in with what's currently happening, and it's it's muddled. So my theory of that is, you remember the... So she has a clear cut line through the planet. She prays, the planet speaks to her. I think that beginning part, when she's praying in front of the little Mako station, like the little leak, is that... Because at the end of 7, there's a moment where you see Aerith praying in the live stream. I think that's literally just that point. Yeah. Where it's the planet telling her, this is what's going to happen. And at first, she doesn't get it. Because she's like, what the fuck is that? But she's scared because she immediately goes, well, she looks around. Yeah. And, she, and you hear that's Sephiroth's That's what spurs theme. her to get up and run down the alley. Yeah. And uh, I think throughout the game, you see her get more knowledgeable. Because there's a point where when she meets Cloud again, she knows things. Like, she's like, oh, that's a mercenary work. And he, like, looks at her. She's like, well, I assume because of the sword, right? And it's like, she's, like, trying to save face. But then you get to the end right before they go into the big portal. No, by that point, she's, she's like, aware. She's like, we need to go in there and defy fate. And she, everybody's like, like, what the Christ are you talking about? <laughs> by that point, she knows. Yeah. She's 100% in, in the know. And, and Red knows some stuff, too. Because she somehow. told him. She, she, she gave him some info. Yeah. So there was that point that she touches Red's head or whatever. Because Red's, like, ready to fucking fight. And she's like, boop. And then Red's like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, and I I love. They should have gotten fucking Patrick Stewart to voice Red. <laughs> fucking what's the what's the Alfred from the Batman Begins and Dark Knight trilogy? <laughs> oh, Cloud Strife, Master Cloud, <laughs> Master Cloud. I I knew you when you was just a little soldier. <laughs> that that's a that's another great thing about this game is Red is in like one chapter maybe. And him and uh, Barrett's relationship develops so much in that small amount you of time. Love those two together. Yeah, I mean anybody with Barrett, I really want to see that interaction. But like, can you imagine Vincent and Barrett? God, that would talking. be hilarious. You one of them emo kids, ain't you? <laughs> I I need to know who, bro. Hey, Robert Pattinson's a fan. Get him to voice Vincent. Get fucking Jesse McCartney to do Vincent. He's already doing Roxas. He's got the training. He's got the edgy boy down. Yeah. But, um, okay, so, so yeah, we both play Remake, we both, you know, talk. Get the guy that did Zuko to do Vincent. That would be kind of fire. Hey, that actually, that might work. That actually might work. Hold up, though. I, I've been thinking, I've been thinking about what we're watching Avatar again, just because I, I want to. I'm like, God, Avatar is so good. It's so We can't get into no, it, but <laughs> Avatar is so fucking <laughs> we, good. We will be here. We'll do an Avatar podcast with, with a fucking, we're, we're, we're an hour into this podcast. We actually have gone through the fucking review. We need a Final Fantasy VII remake, but it's Avatar. Yes. <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh my God. I want gosh. a game like that. Anyone who knows, knows. Okay, so we both finished Basically, the reason of the podcast is because of this game because we we, we, we talked, kept having multiple calls like yeah. for for a couple of weeks, and I was like maybe we should record this stuff and just like upload it as a podcast, and then Luke was like yeah that's a good idea, and then you know we both didn't expect it to go anywhere. I mean, we, we it took us what like a month and a half to just get the equipment. Like yeah. I I was able to bum a, a fucking laptop with my dad, just be like hey you're not using this right? No, we we ended up spending probably arguably too much on these mics. Yeah. Um, but hey, they're still working they today. Fucking three work. Years later. Three years later, they still work. They're still great. Um, we 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 got a mixer. Like it was the whole nine yards. And we're finally like, let's fucking do it. And like going back and listening to episode one is a nightmare. Yeah, we I were, hate it. I'm glad that we didn't just do Final Fantasy VII out of the gate. Yeah, because I, it would have sucked. It, like, because starting it there, just we're like, all right, so um, so chapter one of F7, how do you think? Like we would have just gone like, oh, you just go through like whatever. And I like our our vibe now, but like, yeah. 
the reason this podcast exists is because of FF7. Definitely. That remake exists. The reason we do this every day or every Tuesday and just it's the thing is because of this game. So we're always going to have a, 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 a point there. But also just like how much this game, like I think, refueled both you and me in Square. Yeah, Square as a whole, because I was fucking done after Kingdom Hearts 3. I told you many times, I'm not going to buy anything they fucking make. And then you were like, you don't have to buy it. Just borrow this game from me. And then I just full 180 after I beat it. Like, even then, like, when, when Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer came out, both you and me got excited again because we're like, oh, fuck. 7 Remake was so good. Yeah. Fucking everything else they're doing is so good. God dang it, is Kingdom Hearts 4 going to be so good? God, and I, I'm still excited for Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh because there's there's so many possibilities. With Did that you game. see the quote by the way where he said I was either going to do Kingdom Hearts 4 or Varum Rex, but I was worried about Sora so I wanted to do 4 first. I was worried about <laughs> Sora. He's the story guy and he was worried about where Sora is going to go. And I'm like, "Damn. He loves this man. He like Facts. Sora is his child. He's like, I was scared for Sora." And I'm like, "Dog, you write the story." <laughs> That's my man right there. <laughs> but like yeah, like I, I don't know. There's a, there's a different vibe to Square because like we got Seven Remake, we've got the fucking HD 2D shit with Octopath, Triangle Strategy, Live Alive, now Octopath 2, which apparently everyone who's played Octopath 2 is nothing but good things. I, I, I desperately want to get it, but <coughs> I have, I have it on the Switch. So I'm either gonna do it there. Or I'm gonna rebuy it on the, that, on the Steam Deck. I want to get it on Switch just to have, you know. The collection, mm. but I, I do want to get them both on Steam Deck as well. I don't. Is Octopath one on Steam Deck? Or is it just two? Uh, I th- I think it just came out on okay. Steam. Like they they had some kind of weird deal where it couldn't go to PC or something. But it's well, it's either just come out or it's about to come. Because I know Octopath one is not on PlayStation, despite two being on PlayStation. Yeah, and it weirdly is one. on Xbox. Well, that was an that was, seems to be a Microsoft thing. They were like desperately trying to get some game pass deals with japanese companies that was yeah. when yakuza came out that was octopath hit speaking of final fantasy if you like final fantasy 6 which i know a lot of people do play octopath it's the most natural like this could be a sequel to ff6 also if you like final fantasy tactics go fucking play triangle strategy facts also if you just like fun rpgs play live alive it's so it's charming it's fun i love it i, I would say if you like chrono trigger play live alive yeah that was definitely more in that like that's the secret the of mana chrono trigger like to. yeah honestly mm-hmm. like you'll play it when you play it but like live alive's combat system is fun i, I, really I desperately like want to get into it but right now i've just like i'm, hey, I'm com- diving deep in a near it's coming out on pc soon so you had that steam deck port hell yeah but um i mean i got the shitty UK version on my Switch, and I have not played it because of that. I, I, I need to just rebuy the American I'm version. About, I'm about to buy the. I think I haven't bought them yet, but I'm going to buy those cases for Xenoblade 2 and Torna because it's so annoying to see them all, all lined Honestly, up. Honestly, I think I might just do that and then just see if I can find someone that makes like the stickers. The sticker doesn't bother me as much because it's not as noticeable. It does um, me because I, I notice it regardless. Well, like, I have a. I think it's Mario Odyssey is a PAL version. Damn, that's a, the second time that's happened at night. But it was my vape this time. Oh, that's fine. Um, I think Mario Odyssey just doesn't show the rating at all on the cartridge thing. But then Xenoblade 2 does, which is weird. Yeah. So, but anyway. um, So, yeah. 7 Remake pretty much has, like, changed both our opinions on Square Enix. It's, I, I, it's definitely affected how I view video games. Because, like, 7 Remake is fucking triple A as shit. 
Yeah, the most AAA that I could possibly. And the fact that they, like... The fact that it ran on the PS4 at all. Yeah, and it looked good to boot. The the love that they put into it, though, is really what stands out to me. Like, Hell House is obviously the one that everybody brings up. But, like, we can bring up just the cross-dressing sequence. How it wasn't a gag of just, like, oh, funny. Like, clouds in a dress. They were like, no, we're going to make it a thing. We're going we're gonna to actually make a moment out of it. And the fact that they, like... There's nine dresses in this game that you can get. That makes me think, okay, they know that we don't just want the hardcore gritty story. We also want moments with these characters, and they fully understand that. The The line that cemented Cloud for me, because like, I, I loved him there, but when he when Tifa is like, that those that hair, those eyes, like she's like realizing it's Cloud in the dress, and he goes, yep, okay, I get it, moving on. Like, he, he is so, he does not want to be there. He is so aggressively not in his element. He doesn't, he's like, fuck this, I'm here for you. Get me the fuck out of here. And like Aerith and Tifa are just like, hey, Clouds in a dress is kind of cute. And he's like, fucking get me out. The uh, the one that really cemented it for me was when you're going through the um, the abandoned tunnels with Aerith. And she keeps trying to give him a high five and he doesn't understand so it. So good. And then you get to the end and she holds up her hand and you have a reaction command to do it. And it loads so fucking slow. The moment that I did that, I was like, come on, you're going to fucking miss it. <laughs> that was when I was like, okay, they that's, get it. That's, that's been me recently. I think I sent it in the group chat, but anytime Kratos is about to like comfort Atreus, he goes, no. And I'm like, no, just fucking yeah, comfort he, your son. God dang it. He hand hovers over his shoulder and then drops it. I'm so angry at Kratos in this fucking game. I was like, just show your son an ounce of sympathy and love, you fucking dick. Yeah. But no, that game is great. But anyway, yeah, the way they, I I didn't know this until like the, I beat the game and I looked at the credits. I was like, two of the Final Fantasy VII remake people are fucking Teen Wolf actors. What? Cloud is Cody Christian who played Theo in Teen Wolf, and Sephiroth is Ty- Tyler Hoechlin, 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 who played Derek, but also is Superman in Superman and Lois. Okay. <laughs> so he's got the chops. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even better is they're using these guys in other think media. So in Crisis Core, it's all the same actors as Remake. Yeah, which is fantastic. I, I need to show you this because you're probably not going to play it anytime soon. But the fucking scream at the end with Cloud from the original to Remake it or it, to Reunion is gut-wrenching. I, I, I remember because I, was, I played Crisis Core... And then it was in the Yakuza like fever. Um, I was playing it, and then I got to that fight where you fight that new Genesis clone with the horns on the bridge yep. on the way back to Shinra. And I was like, I've played all this before. And then I just dropped it to play um, Yakuza. And then me and you got to talking about it one night, and you were like, there's nothing new. It ends the exact same. And I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to just go back and play Remake and then do... Um, uh, whatever integrate. you call it, integrate. Right after that, because I'd never played it, and I'd owned it on Steam Deck since like the day that I got it. Mm. So that really spurred me into action on the second playthrough. But, but these actors, I think, because I, them deciding that we're just gonna get all new actors. As much as I love some of the old ones, like Steve Bloom is Cloud. I think it's Steve Bloom. I think. I don't actually remember, but the old OG actors are great. Definitely Zach's actor from Rick Gomez from the OG. Wait, no offense to Caleb Price, I think is his name, but like Rick really nailed Zach. Me, Gongaga. 
there are some lines that it's just like, damn, bro. And clearly it's direction because, like, him in Remake and in the Rebirth scene, he's a lot better. Yeah, for sure. But I'm going to be honest. I don't think anybody can make the Crisis Core. There's not. There's not Crisis a lot to, Core just does not have good dialogue. It doesn't. It does not. It's campy and weird, and I love it, but it's not good. Every time he talks to Angeal, Angeal just you know shits on him and then he says embrace your dreams and then he he's gone for the rest of the game <laughs> i will admit though when angeal died and there's the moment where Aerith is trying to cheer him up and she just finally just hugs him yeah fucking tears dog that shit hit me hard especially in the remake because brianna white is Aerith remake, and she nails it remake also really pissed me off <clears throat> because i'm such a crisis core boy like sung is supposed to be the homie I fucking love Sung in Crisis Core. And then he's showing up and he's like, all right, Aerith, I'm going to kidnap you now. I'm like, what the fuck? What about all that? What about your boy? You're not going to honor him by letting his girlfriend live? I think there was a point because I, it's kind of hinted at that. Like the reason Aerith has been like taken care of as much as she has is Sung. And at, at some point when Hojo and when, uh, sure when Rufus are like, Hey, you got, we need her. And he's like, I have to do my job. Cause like, that's something I love about the Turks and remake. It's a job. Yeah. Cause like Reno and Rude are like, we don't feel comfortable with this. Reno sees cloud. He goes, fuck it. I'm dropping that but plate that, immediately. That's another reason why I don't like Sung. Reno and Rude after the plate drops, they're like, we should not have done that. And then Sung is like, you've been doing this job too long to grow conscious now. Well, well I'm I, like, what I, happened to I like, dog? I like the way he kind of mentioned it was, it's like someone else was going to do it. Yeah. So it better us than them, and I'm like, that that line harkened back to Crisis Core song, but but like he's definitely seen some shit since Zach's died, and I'm hoping they give us some of that, cause yeah, I like song in Crisis Core where he's my homie, not this heartless bastard that I'm like, and who knows, maybe Zach's death is what did it, right? Yeah. Maybe seeing Zach die was like time to cut the emotions off. Yeah. Still want to know what happened to Cisne. Yeah, what the fuck not, happened? Oh, not apparently, that. apparently, she's in before Crisis, uh, but her, but she doesn't. Her name's not Cisne. It's uh, or it's like Chakram because she. They're all named after the weapons they use. So it's uh, like a code name. Yeah, and so she's in before Crisis, and apparently she just defects Shinra because uh, the plate fell, and they're like, "Fuck that!" And a lot of people left because they're she, like, I, "I bet you they'll bring her back up in remake somewhere." Rebirth. She but she better show. She's I one mean, of Zach's hey, parties, dog. You you never see her in original seven. So Zach's gonna need some party members. Cisne fits that bill pretty fucking heavily. I think Cisne and uh, fuck Charlie Sheen looking motherfucker. Uh, Biggs. What if it's Cisne and Kunsel? Hey, bro, give my boy Kunsel. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, dude. That we one, know he's there, bro. The moment in remake where it goes cloud, yo, let me go grab Kunsel. I was like, that's my boy. Yeah, he we, always sent me we, the emails. We both freaked the fuck out about that. I remember sp- sending you a text very specifically. I was like, yo, they brought up Kunsel, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro. I li- I was like, yeah, they fucking did. That was so hype. That was like a <laughs> smash reveal for us. We we got way too hype on a name drop alone that we're like, yo, this this a boy. <laughs> Let's see it purple. <laughs> I I don't know, like this game just means a lot. And I I, I, I think love, I, I want to know if Kunsel ever made first class. I feel like I hope, or honestly, I hope not, because all the first class people are fucking weirdos. Yeah, I mean, we're we're learning that soldier guy. Well, we're learning that soldiers are just fucking a den of 
weirdos because fucking Roche, which by the way, great new character. Yeah. His boss fight was great. Him showing back up in in uh in Integrate and him being like, "Where the fuck's Cloud at? I want to fight him." And then you beat him at D and D, and he's like, "Now we're friends." <laughs> I love that. No, I love he's like, "Little girl, get along. I I could beat you in in this game." And Yuffie's like, "Bitch." <laughs> Beat like, you, Shinra motherfucker! Let beat, me show you what for. Beating him in Fort Condor was some of the best shit. Cause I'm just like, and plus Fort Condor was just fun. Fort but, Condor was really fun. I wish they would make like an app for that or something. I'd fucking spend money on that shit. Uh, that that was so fun. I love, by the way, their mini games in uh in obviously remake had this Coliseum, but the fucking uh pull up fucking challenge, yeah, the pull ups, the squats. All that was so fun, and they had they had no reason to make the fucking battle theme th- that hype in a remix for a pull up mini game. I, I still listen to that all the yeah, time when I want to go fast. It's on my fucking playlist for the gym, dude. All the music in that game. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get into that. The fucking music is great. The amount of times they remix the battle theme for different scenarios is phenomenal. The one the one where you're in Corneo's mansion, and it's Tifa and Aerith after being rejected by the Don. And they're like, all right, boys, let's have some fun with these ladies. And then they just start kicking the shit out of them. And it's that really, like, the only way that I can describe it, and I'm sorry, is just girly pop remix. It works. It, it hits. I love it. It's, it's such a good song. The whole, I remember doing that this time, and I'm literally just going, like, gate, it's like, I was like, gaslight, gatekeep, girl, boss, bitch. As I was beating the shit out of these dudes. And I specifically remember taking my time trying to find chess because I was still jamming to that song the first time I played it. Like, all the... I mean, the fucking chair meme. Like, that. that's a thing because of this fucking game. Yeah. I sent you the one where it's Aerith in, like, the full Wrestlemania like outfit <laughs> <laughs> with the chair. That's a great meme. I love... Someone did an opposite where it's it's the Sephir- it's the Aerith death scene, but switched, where Sephiroth's staying there, and Aerith's dropping down with a fucking chair. <laughs> Just be like, payback, bitch. <laughs> and I love um, that, you know, once you get to that point in the game where it's like, all right, we need to go save Aerith, but we're not coming back below the plate. It's it gives you a lot of time to open up and run around and do some side quests, but there's one quest with Betty, the little girl that you helped find her cats. Yep. Where she's like, I think music might help me people feel better or whatever. So you have to find these specific jukebox songs, which you know puts a really good focus on the music for a while, and it really like affects the people that were fucked up by the plate. And I love that side quest. I. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, check it out on our next episode, episode 99.